Hello and welcome to another InventRight TV show. My name is Andrew Krause. I co-founded InventRight with Stephen Key 20, about 22 years ago now. And we've been coaching and mentoring inventors to license their products ever since. We have a very special guest on today. She's actually a mom of a prior guest. Sebastian Flores is a 15-year-old kid inventor. And he's just an amazing guy. Down below, watch his video in the description if you want to check out his video. But I asked his mom... Melanie, to come on and share how do you encourage and support uh, creative entrepreneurial kids? Or, you know, I'm going to rephrase that, Melanie. How do you encourage a kid to be entrepreneurial and creative, right? Because, I mean, it's, it's not just how do you support them if you already see it in them, but how do you bring that out in them if it's what you want for them? Let's, let's be honest. We're all trying to shape our kids a little bit. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, my my daughter's already seems to be turning into an entrepreneur. She just turned nine, so <laughs> that's excellent. So you you've done obviously you know we want to give Sebastian tons of credit for all the stuff that he's done. You can watch his video in the description below. But you've done an incredible job encouraging him. So I wanted to invite you on to see what what are your tricks for other parents to encourage their kids to be creative and, and entrepreneurial. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I'm just thrilled to be here. Um, what you're doing is, is so exciting to me. And um, and I also appreciate that you gave Sebastian the chance to, to speak to your listeners as well. So thank you. Um, this is something that really excites me. This topic always has. And um, the funny thing is, I didn't set out when I became a parent, like, I'm going to, I'm going to have inventive kids. It, it, I didn't set out that way at all. I was just trying to survive. And to be honest, um, I think that it's kind of crazy, but I think that one of the things that helped the kids and especially Sebastian to be creative was um, two things when he when they were little. I, I was traveling a lot. We would take the kids on long plane trips and Sebastian's older brother, TJ, was involved in in things like swimming and karate. And when Sebastian was too young to do any of those, I had to figure out a way to keep him like happy and occupied whether they was on a plane, you know, you don't want to be that parent on the plane that your kids are like disrupting the ride for everyone else. So you had to find a way to keep them entertained. Is Same it thing. just me or when kids are being creative, it's easier to parent them a little bit because they're keeping <laughs> busy with stuff and you can go enjoy yourself for like an hour or so because they're so caught up in what they're doing. It's kind of in our own selfish interest as parents too to make that happen, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, um, you know, I... I totally agree, and and I could have, I could have just like I guess like, I don't uh, I could have just like put a phone in his hand while while True. while his older brother was like at, at karate lessons or swimming, but you know I was holding off for the longest time, and I'm like, what we need to just find something that you know gets his mind going and interested. So I gravitated towards open-ended things. Origami was a big one, you know, because that's easy to pack. I could just shove it in the mm. diaper bag, I, and 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 he could make whatever he wanted. He could make all kinds of things, and then wiki sticks, play-doh, basically all these open-ended things, where there's not a an end time. You know, he can play with it as long as he wants, and it's portable. I okay, but with open-ended things for kids that are very linear, that's a problem. So, you know, how do you? How do you instill in them that they can just do you, you did you show him like, oh, you could do this or you could do that? Or did you just kind of like stick it in his hand? How do you encourage creativity where they really feel like I know I can do this? It's a it's about being encouraging. But 
how yes. do you go about doing that? Yeah, it is. You're right, Andrew. It, it is not enough to to buy something and then stick it in front of your kid and say, here, and then voila, you have a creative kid. That is not enough. Yes, right. you have to provide the supplies, but you have to provide the mental fuel. And there are right. there are there are like there are several things that I think constitute mental fuel. Um, one of them is boredom. <laughs> you know, I mean, they have to be bored and have them start like poking around and seeing what what else could I do with this, right? Like if you if you throw every toy in the you know in the book at them or every game and basically just they don't have to think about what right. they're going to do, right? So right. force them to think about it by letting them be a little bored. And don't, you know, I, I always, um, I try not to overschedule them. I mean, trust me, I've, I've definitely gone, veered into overscheduling territory myself, but I do kind of like to leave blank time where I don't know what you're going to do. You, you know, I'm bored, mom. And I actually like hearing that. <laughs> as much as they hate saying that, I'm like, oh, good. You know, that, you, you got to figure um, something out now. Hey, what, what about, what about the origami? What about that? Or you don't even suggest it and you let them do it almost. I mean, that's the way my yeah. dad did it. My brother and I were hyper creative. We were just making and building things all the time. And and I don't remember him really encouraging us to do it. He would he would give us the, the tools and mm -hmm. we would just do it. And he we'd have shovels and nails and hammers and things to build forts and and um he, he but he encouraged it in his own way by um but he didn't he didn't really guide us specifically. I think you 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 guided, but is there a point at which if you guide them too much then they're not be really being creative? Yeah, no, yeah. You don't want to guide them too much. Like I you, you want to It's not theirs I, I then. Tease them. Tease it out of them. Like I Oh. I I so first I let them get bored. Uh, there's then there's like three other there's actually four things that I believe um make great fuel for creativity. Okay. Uh, great. So the, the first one is boredom. Uh, another one is actually make believe play. I you know, I think that kids who get involved in drama um and even they they're the most among the most creative people on earth because somehow you have to convince this audience that you are actually standing, you know, in a castle. So what does that do? That makes you want to create something that looks like a castle or or so like the people who work at Disney or Six Flags, those are, again, those are among the most creative people on earth because they are, no kidding, trying to create something believable. And, and, and they have to use, you know, whatever's available to them to, to basically create that experience for others. So I think make-believe play is actually a Creating huge, something from nothing. Yeah. Just you got a cardboard box or you don't have anything and you're just role-playing with your friends. Yeah, actually, an opportunity to to be creative. So let me let me give you an example. So here's like this. So this was this is like this is Sebastian's first um, commercial Octo gift, right? And then he created this, which is the um, the gumball machine. Mm -hmm. But he noticed that I was constantly, you know, when we'd go out and about and we would want to demo those machines, I had these things in my purse which I'd never wanted. Of course, I didn't want them to get crushed. So then I put them inside this cardboard box. So I basically half my purse is taken up by a protective case and these machines. So you know what he did? He said, you know what, mom, let me, maybe I can make something that is um, easier to carry around that we can do demos with. So guess what he did? He made, he made mini a version. Yeah. yeah, mini version of this and a mini version of this. So now I could more easily tuck it into my purse and it wasn't, it was easier, but it still had all the functionality. So, so what so, I hear you saying is, is if you can present 
if you've been encouraging them to be creative and you can present problems, creative kids will want to naturally solve those problems. And so you're not telling mm-hmm. them what to do. You're just sharing. And, and it, it's almost like with some creative kids, you don't want to tell them. You want them to go, oh, I, you want them to surprise you. Hey, I came up with this mini one you can put in your purse. And you're just so, you were probably really excited when you saw that. Yeah, actually, you're right. There, you, you, um, that word you say, surprise, that's, that's actually the fourth element. Like, if they have a chance to be a hero and, like, surprise someone, that excites them. Like, here's another one that he did. Like, another I, – I have a – this is a, one of my water bottles, but I have one that's even fatter than this. It's like a 40-ounce water bottle. It does not fit yeah, in my car cup. Right, like this, like one of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> exactly. And so what I did is I'd stand it up in the inside, like this part of the glove compartment that's not supposed to hold drink bottles. But then it would like go like this. And and Sebastian would hear me like kind of muttering in the car. like It doesn't fit. I hate this bottle or I hate the holder. Yeah. And so he surprised me with his 3D printer and he designed an adapter so that 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 sat in the cup holder but had a flared out bottom so it fit in there. So again, that's a chance to solve a problem and delight someone else that you care about at the same yeah. time. So I I think that um I mean and I mean I guess he would even be he he would have been motivated if it was his own water bottle too. But anytime you hear your kids like say, uh, complaining or like oh, that is actually an opportunity to get them thinking about well how would you solve that. Mm-hmm. So, so in some cases, you want to give them tools. If they're doing origami, you give them that. If they're wanting to make forts out of cardboard boxes, you try to find some cardboard boxes for them or something. And then other times, you don't give them anything. They're just they're going to use their own imagination and do some role playing or be imaginative or make up their own new game with this rubber ball that they got. You know, I remember my mm-hmm. brother and I used to do that all the time. We constantly make up different games from nothing. And so yes. um, it's it's not like for kids to have fun, they don't need to be rich. They don't need lots of money. Um, their parents don't need to be rich. So I think because um, it's, sometimes it's not the pro, it's not the toy. It's the cardboard box that it came in that the kids want to play in. Yeah. Yes, when I think about absolutely. it, it was it wasn't I, it was I didn't have a bunch of expensive stuff. It wasn't what I that's not what I really like to play with. I mean, there was a few things I dating myself but i had one of the early ataris right atari it was like before (laughs) nintendo and all that and and i like playing on that but but we would get bored of that you know it was video but some kids they're all they're they're not really using their creativity when they're playing video games and they're just constantly watching tv there's nothing it's just coming at them you know Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah they're they're being con- consumers instead of creators. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, it's funny you should talk about the the toy thing. Like, but you know what? When Sebastian and his brother were younger, I I would save all of our ketchup bottles and mustard and squeeze things and and spice jars. I'd rinse them out. That was actually their toys. Like for the when we would go to the pool. <laughs> He would sit, you know, Sebastian would fill up this ketchup bottle and just squirt uh-huh. the water, you know, you know, but he loved it. But I think that when you do things like that, um, you, you normalize for your children, um, the act of thinking of other uses mm-hmm. for things. Yeah. Like this is actually one of my favorite books here. New uses for um, yeah. old things. Yeah, There's yeah, a, Oh, that's a great suggestion. I love it. 
you never, it, it teaches you to never look at something as just having one function, you know, like regular, you know, regular, you know, most people look at a toothpick like, oh, it's a toothpick. But with this book, you start thinking, no, that toothpick could be an axle. It could be, and you know, you know this. And is it just me or is, if a kid's, if you get that in front of the kids, you don't say, you got to look at this, you got to do this. You just kind of let it sit out there. And they discover it and they start doing it. It wasn't their parent telling them you should do this. They discovered it. It's theirs. And they're realizing now they can create things out of other things. And just that one book alone, I think if people leave this interview with that, to go, this is something you could put in front of your kid to show them they can make things out of other things. Um, uh, that Just that one tip is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you, do, you don't even have to, just put it on the coffee table. Because I agree with you, if, 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 if I were to give this to, to, to my kids and say, hey, read this book, suddenly it feels like homework. Yeah. And oh, yeah. mom, mom asked me to do it. And all of a sudden the allure's gone. But if I leave it out there and let them look at it and let, let them find something and say, hey, mom, look what I found out. Then all of a sudden they become like the hero in the story mm -hmm. instead, of instead of the pupil. Right, you know, right. You know? And, and so, kids like being pupils sometimes and having mentors, but they don't always like it coming from their parents, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> they don't always like yeah, they But you are, you're your role model. Um, any of that. So let me ask you now. Did your kids see you? Did Sebastian, your other child, did they see you being creative in different ways? And were they were you a role model, or or did they just did you just inspire it by or did you just kind of encourage it? Well, they they do see me um, doing things. I will I will say they think some of the things I do are what they call cringy. You know. Um, <laughs> Because I do actually, I, I get a huge kick out of repurposing things. And sometimes to the point that I think they find it embarrassing because we, you know, both the boys swim and sometimes those bleachers are hard. And rather than sometimes rather than like bring out our store-bought stadium chair, I thought, well, I want something I can slip in my backpack. Right. So I, <laughs> I made my own stadium cushion by like saving Amazon mailers and bubble wrap and wrapping it all with duct tape. So okay. the thing don't totally looks home. They're giving you they're a hard time, like... but they're getting a lot of this from you too. I think <laughs> I, so that, but I think if, yeah. if, if a parent wasn't doing that sort of thing, I think you could still put that book in front of them. You could do other things to encourage them. And, but they, and they, they do give their parents a hard time kids, I think, but they also, secretly want to be like you in a lot of ways most kids you know so <laughs> even even though they're giving you a hard time for that stadium seat i think they, in some respect they think it's cool they don't want to admit that though <laughs> they, they would they would never admit it probably like I, I think i actually posted it on instagram and they asked me to take oh, it really? said, oh funny. god mom take that down that's not instagram content <laughs> oh that's funny i'm like well i'm proud that i made it and it didn't cost me a cent but well, well, now you made a you, know, you made a short video. I want to take a look at here, and then we can come on back and talk a little bit more. I thought it was a really cool video, giving people some examples, parents some examples of kids being creative. And I guess it's your son's like a little evolution of his creativity. So why don't we go ahead and play that now, and we'll come back here in a sec.
Okay, we're we're back. That was a beautiful video. You know, you didn't tell me you were gonna make this until like, I don't know. We got on. You're like, I made a video, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> it's really beautiful. At the end, then you see the Octo Gifts, the product that he's selling on his website right now, and you can find the link below to Sebastian's website, your son's website, and um, it's a really beautiful thing to see that evolution. Well, thank you. I don't thank even know you. if it's an evolution. I mean, the earlier products were just as good as this in their own way, you know, for, for the ages that he was, but really nice. Well, thanks, Andrew. Um, you know what I want to, I, I, I want, there's another thing I want to share with um, parents who are interested in, you know, stoking creativity in kids. And that's that, um, um, I, Stephen Key, actually, Stephen wrote this excellent article. I don't remember the exact title, but it was about mix and match, like finding ways to to uh, mix and match unrelated things. And there is definitely something there when it comes to kids, because this is actually, see this book? This is actually the kind of book I loved as a kid, where you, there's actually flaps. And you no, yeah. Change the flaps. And all of a sudden, you know, you have like these really unrelated things next to each right. other, but they, they, they create something cool. And I, 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 I feel like um, if I had to take a lesson away from this, it would be as much as possible to expose your child to um, opportunities to mix and match the people in their life, the experiences they have, and the places they've been to. Because you have no idea whether they'll come up with some combination of something that, you know, that guy they met when they were eight, and then this place they went to when they were 10, and then this this activity they did when they were 12, like it might somehow combine into something really cool. And it takes, just takes time for that to germinate. It's also why um, when you start having like really unrelated things next to each other, that, that gives you a chance to think of things that no one else has thought of. So I have to say one of the things that comes out of that is um, I believe that embracing mess a little bit is helpful. Like when your kid has a messy room and their shoe is sitting next to a book, there's, there might actually be something good about those two things being next to each other. Cause your kid might look at that book in that shoe and suddenly think, aha, mm -hmm. and they would never have had that opportunity if they had put their shoes in the closet, you know, or the book on the shelf. Now there's, there's a limit to that, of course, but well, in creative is, kids, they like, yeah. and, and adults, they like to see visually see things out if it's all neatly put away in boxes, it's it's bothersome sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes parents, they, you know, they're like, well, no, you're just being messy. You put everything away, but they, they need to see it. Other times the kid's just being lazy and they just don't want to put stuff away, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a limit <laughs> yeah. to that. I mean, I, I have had to, like, say, look, you need to put that away. Like, the suitcase has been in the middle of the bedroom for three months. And yeah, that's, not, that's probably not the same thing as I need to look at all my stuff to be creative and figure things out. But um, so thank you so much for the video and thank you for sharing your experience. And um, and. It's just really cool. I, I really, it was an honor to interview Sebastian, and and you did an equally great job with the interview. I think they were both very inspirational, and hopefully, people are like searching YouTube, um, looking for how to support creative entrepreneurial kids, and they're coming across this video, and they're like, I really walked away with some good info, and I think they will. So, hopefully, we'll help Thank some people so out. Much. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to share. And thanks for having me. Thank you, Melanie. So uh, take care. Keep inventing, everybody. And we'll catch up with you next time. See you guys. Bye.
there's a great idea in each of us. But it's truly magical to see it come to life. Sharing your creativity with the world has never been easier. We can help. <laughs>